The following program is a color feature presentation on the HSN Television Network. Live from Atlanta Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, the Ms. Lou Television Network brings you the ninth annual Peach Bowl Football Classic. NBC Sports presents the best of the National Football League. Sports is on the air. The difference in reception will leap to the ear. The best AM sound ever heard. Now it's time for an hour of sports, logos, movies, and other stuff with your hosts, Mike, Andy, and Greg. You're listening to Basically a Sports Show. We now join the following program already in progress. But yeah, Starry is, um, I don't know, it's it's uh, it's a lemon-lime uh, pop and it kind of tastes like an ashtray. So uh, I, I, I really, I hope that they, they do develop some sort of label on the can where it's like a person <laughs> drinking a Sprite and smoking a cigarette like it has to be like they, their their actual label is somebody with a sprite can like it's like the branded sprite can <laughs> that's it you know i think that, that would go far but have yeah, a, but no, no, the a thing, starry the, night the thing with starry that i find really fascinating is like again like they're purposefully advertising this to zoomers and it's like I don't know. It just has this whole, like, hello, fellow kids, like, well, yeah. to uh, it. <laughs> Starry's a dumb name for a product if that's the market you're going for. I, If I was going to market Starry, I'd be trying to sell it to old people. Mm-hmm. And maybe use, I don't know, Glenn Miller or some shit behind it. But Starry to the young kids, that just seems, like you said, it seems like hello, fellow kids. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have not seen a single bit of advertising for it, so I'm just going to take your word for it. The slogan is starry. It hits different. Yeah, it tastes like an ashtray. That doesn't mean <laughs> anything. <Like> that's <laughs> that, it, it all sounds like a really underpaid and ill-motivated <laughs> yeah. committee of marketing people just kind of settled on like the last idea they had. And they said, does it really matter, guys? Does it really matter? We've got five hours to turn this in. Just legitimately, just I think they should have just kept Sierra Mist. Because it's like, look, Sprite's the number one brand in this space, and you're not changing that. And uh Seven Up is the solid, you know, number two in this space, and you're not changing that. So like, just be happy with Sierra Mist's lot and just accept it, I guess. Well, this story is just like smoking, but a little bit healthier. The speaking of things that are <laughs> trying to be more than what they probably are, uh, this is a weird transition into talking about football since we've basically skipped the entire season. Uh, and we've been watching and discussing the playoffs as we've uh, in our text thread, but the uh, this year was the year I thought the Buffalo Bills were going to break the mold. and <laughs> You fool. I thought they would finally circle the wagons. You fool. And they did not. They got absolute. In, in the snow at home, they got stomped by they McCarthy's not, Bengals. They didn't even lose. I mean, I mean, they almost lost to Miami's third-string quarterback the week before. I, you know, I, I forget where I heard this at, but I thought that was a, it was a really good description of the Bills. They're built like a dome team. 
meaning that they would be great if they played at Ford Field or the Superdome or whatever, but they're not really built to be an outdoor team, which I thought was odd, but kind of accurate. Well, like the – okay. Like throughout the history of the show and throughout the history of basically a football show during its lifespan, it was always the case where it's like, oh, this is the year the Bills turn it around. And they would go, they would start off 4-0, and 5-0, and then they'd always, you know, implode. And then they kind of t- took the team to the next level, uh, you know, the current iteration, where they legitimately looked like world beaters. And I, I, I don't think anything's changed. I think just the, like, the date of the collapse just got postponed <laughs> like, later into the season like yeah like like no nah, like like nothing's changed between now and 2013 the only difference is that now they just have saved their humiliating collapse to the playoff for the playoffs hmm. i mean they're i i don't think i i feel like they they do have a very good roster they they should i mean you got to think in the next two to three years when this window is still open that they will make, I don't know, make an AFC title game slash Super Bowl appearance, you'd think. But I mean... Well, they, they made the title game two years back. That was the year that the Bucks beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs had beaten the Bills in the AFC title game. Oh, that that's year. right. That's right. Okay. But still, like, they're, they're... They haven't been back since. They're in this, like, very... This closing window of, of Josh Allen's rookie contract. And... Eventually, they're going to have to pay him. And he's, and I guess it was just interesting to see, like, you know, you lose and like sometimes you, there are teams throughout sports that get to these kind of like crossroads moments where they, 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 they weren't supposed to make it this far and yet they, they lose anyway, but the loss, despite all that, feels kind of good. This is, this is one of those losses where it kind of feels like an, an ominous thing is happening because well, you know, yeah. Say that as far as the bills went, that sort of loss that you're talking about, where you know it's still a loss but it feels good, would have been that AFC title game two years ago. Exactly. Where they, yeah. you know, they make it, they lose the Chiefs, but it's one of those things where it's like, hey, we got as far as this team has gotten in decades. We 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 put up a fight against, you know, the at the time defending Super Bowl champions. Like, nothing to be ashamed of. We'll be back next year. And uh, in the two years since, they have failed to get back. And I think that's where what you said comes into play, Andy, where it starts to feel ominous because, you know, since that feel-good loss, it's like, okay, these are the two years they should have taken that next step, and they've regressed both of those years. And so I, now, you're, now, now you're wondering, like, how much longer is this going to go on? I mean, you know, it, it, it was more so because... Like the the Bengals came in and dominated them, but also I feel like the Diggs thing that that, that really soured uh, this loss because mm-hmm. I feel like you know the Bills are one of those teams you root for and you want to like generally as a, just a, foot, a football fan. You know, yeah. you, you may not be like happy that your team lost or whatever, but the Bills are one of those hard luck teams that. You know, when when they are in this situation, you want to root for them. But when you have the the Stefan Diggs meltdown kind of thing, 
it like makes me kind of go, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I'm not going to root for the Bills. You know, like I just don't. Well, well, I mean, uh, Andy, I want to welcome you to the not rooting for the Bills corner. It's been um, very <laughs> been cozy over, over there lately. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I have a lot of friends from back home who are Bills fans. Uh, yeah, uh, that makes sense. Just, and 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 look, the Bills have sucked ass for most of my life. Uh, but, you know, lately, since they've started putting this current team together, you know, they've been getting better. And the, the my, my friends, who I generally, generally want good things for, have become some of the most annoying fucking Bills fans you've ever heard. And it would, it, it'll be like, not to pick on uh, on your Bears, Andy. It'll be like, oh, week sixteen, they beat the Bears, and I have to like deal with like a deluge of texts from like five people. It's like, yeah, this is it, Bills, you know, Mafia. Let's go. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? Fuck you guys. I hope they fucking lose. <laughs> like, uh, so I have been on the I, I've been on the Bills hate train for a while. Uh, all your cards and letters to Mike. Guys, just saying. Uh, yeah, I don't give a shit that you lost four Super Bowls in a row. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want nothing but bad things for you, for all of you. Wow. Uh, um, but I mean, I mean, to the Stefan Diggs thing, like it does put a cloud over everything. Yeah, but you know, he kind of had a point. Yeah, not, he, the, he's not, not wrong. Not the storming yeah. out and all that, but the you know how much how much more of this. I mean, how how can it keep happening every year? For exactly well, that's what he, he said, said, right? Yeah. It's like he said, like every year this happens. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I get it, but the thing is, though, man, you went from the Vikings to yes, the Bills. Yeah, like if you, it's like somebody mentioned this. Used like, to it. Yeah, I mean, like if anything, like I get it, but it's like, dude, maybe choose a little better. Like if you're if you're just ring chasing, go to Kansas City or. You know, tell your agent basically like just follow whatever the MVPs wherever they're going. Like it, the whole thing of like somebody mentioned that Brady in the Patriots really like ruined the lens for a lot of fans and players. Whereas they almost look at it as like an, an NBA thing to where like it's just you're able to just kind of follow the the winds of change to wherever the most talent ends up. And then you just, we just get your ring and it's like, no. Well, 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 so, so I think, I think not so much Brady because well, not so much the Patriots. Cause like they, the Patriots kind of tried that with Randy Moss and they, and, and the one year they had Randy Moss, they had a great season, but ultimately, like, they lost, right? That was, that was the, the, the uh, 18 and 1 season, yeah. right? Yeah, they, yeah, that yeah. was undefeated until the Super Bowl season. Um, but I think it was actually Brady going to Tampa. And I mean, we have anecdotal evidence to back this up because you want to know who was in uh, a box with Roger Goodell for that um, Bucks uh, Chiefs Super Bowl? No idea. Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson told Roger Goodell, as he was watching Tom Brady and the Bucks win that Super Bowl, he said to Roger Goodell, I should be playing in these games. And that was what started like the tension between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks that eventually led to him forcing them to trade him to Denver. So Tom Brady went from New England to Tampa and won a Super Bowl 
doing, you know, the whole NBA thing almost. And in doing so, Russell Wilson thought, I'm going to do that too. And then, of course, it failed in spectacular fashion because, uh, I mean, Broncos country, let's ride, has been the most entertaining thing this past football season. Indeed. I, I like, I, uh, I, I'll, I'll go ahead, Andy. As I say, I like how this all came back around to just shitting on Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah. Fuck him. I, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say <laughs> no. at this point, really. He, he fulfilled everything I could have asked for out of him this season. Uh, it, but, uh, I, I mean, it took him to what, week 17 of an 18-week season to get as many touchdown passes on the year as he has toilets? Yeah. Um, he, but, 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 I, I was but just, oh, just going to say that when, when you can take Deshaun Watson off the front page as being the worst trade in the history of the NFL, you've really, really done something. You know, it's just Watson was a disaster too, but no one seems to talk about that. And even the, the, all the baggage that comes with him was because Russell Wilson just flamed out so spectacularly in Denver. And, and I, I'm stuck with Russell or Russell, Russell Watson, basically. Um, <laughs> You know, it just—it's just funny to me that that Wilson, because I didn't expect. I thought they'd be pretty good. I thought they would be solid. I, I wasn't sure I was going to get on the Super Bowl train because Russ was their quarterback, but I thought they'll be—they're going to be tough, and they were anything but. I I predicted them to be. I predicted them to underwhelm, and I predicted them to be third in the division. Uh, I so they were far. They were worse than I expected them to be. Uh, yeah. They fired their but, coach. You know, I mean, they're... I mean, I, I, well, I mean, Nate Hackett has to. I mean, Nate Hackett has to be in the conversation for worst coaching hires of all time, right? He's, oh man. Well, you know, it's a tough call because if you're just talking X's and O's and all that, I got to say, yeah, probably. But then you add I, the I, Urban Meyer. I know, but okay, okay. Oh yeah, Ur- well, Urban Meyer. Urban. <sighs> okay, here's my defense. That here, here's my argument for why Nate Hackett's worse than Urban Meyer. For all of Urban Meyer's faults, and they were many. He knew how timeouts worked. Yeah, that's I, when you're when you're getting it down to that point. <laughs> it, it's not like that. Urban Meyer finishing number uh, two. I wouldn't be real happy about that if I were him. Uh, but yeah, it's I, just I, it's, it's been a weird season. I, really. I, I, I mean, I mean, Nate Hackett had to get a a a tough decisions coach brought on. Well, I mean, Mike, I I, I just can't. Yes. I can't. I can't do it. I can't put can't do it. Nathaniel Hackett. Below Urban Meyer, the, the Jaguars won a playoff game. That's true. That that, that you know? is true. That is like, that is true. He didn't I'm even at- he Meyer didn't even last the season. He was like finger banging randoms at his <laughs> wife's restaurant. You know, I mean, like it's that is that that is true. That the, the Jags actually <laughs> winning the division and making the playoffs this season, and then winning a playoff game. Well, you know, we Andy and I were talking before we started recording about our early season predictions our, in our preview show. And we just missed on the Detroit Lions. We said they, well, I think we actually got them exactly right. We said they could be a playoff team. Well, and we all could, predicted them to make the playoffs. Okay. We kind we of predict, got it right. We, we kind of, I think we got it exactly right. Cause I don't think we actually said they're going to make the playoffs. We said they could make the playoffs. Well, I mean, I guess you could apply that to anyone, but well, 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 in the well, context well. of the conversation, the way we were having it, what we said was a pretty much dead on 100% yeah. correct prediction. You know what? What we said, and I think this is why we should get points for being right, is that I think we were like they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to eliminate the the Packers, which they did everything but make the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they yeah. did yeah. make. I mean, they Informally. did make the playoffs, but they did eliminate the Packers and they did finish with a winning record. So I'm going to count it. 
Well, you know, another one that another team that we said had a legitimate shot at being a good playoff caliber team were the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Now we missed on a lot of stuff. I'm not trying to make it sound like <laughs> we had this amazing run of predictions because we didn't. I think Andy predicted the Bears to go like 13 and four or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, so but but no, we did get a couple right, and those two, I, I I think we saw something that I don't know if we saw it or we just got really lucky. I don't know which, but. With those well, two think, teams, we saw something where, like, you know, they're, they're not as bad as people think they are. Well, I think they're we talented. were basing it just off the idea of, like, after the shit-tastic year that was last season, just getting a competent football coach was going to just do wonders for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the, the Jags, like, they, they have a legit young roster, and, I mean, they, they're not without their flaws, but, like, they... Had a pretty good year. They're they're like the unfun lions, you know. Or like <laughs> the lions. If the lions came back and beat uh, a playoff team like they like the Jags did the Chargers, the the city of Detroit would have burned to the ground in celebration. Like it would have been one of those amazing sports things ever. Can you imagine if Dan Campbell coached a twenty seven point comeback in the playoffs? Wow, the lions. Like I mean, the and, and the Jags doing that, having that victory, it was fun and cool. But like it's not, it's not like the Lions are like legit. The only franchise in the NFL right now that when when people say like they have that Olive Garden effect, where like you know when you hear your family, like mm-hmm. it means something in Detroit. Like they've got players taking willing to take less money to stay there. They've got mm-hmm. coordinators not pursuing yeah. jobs because they want to stay and see this thing through. Like right. that just the, doesn't the happen. Offensive, the offensive coordinator was a, a hot coaching candidate. He said, "Yeah, I'm good here. Thanks." I'm going to stay here and be the offensive coordinator for the Lions. It's like, wow. But um, I think, um, speaking of this, circling back to the start of all of this, um, why Stefan Diggs was right about the Bills is because, look, the Bills have a very talented uh, team, have a very talented offense. And a lot of people are making a lot out of like, oh, you know, Josh Allen's throwing a lot of picks. He's forcing some throws. And yeah, that's not great, but I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is Ken Dorsey. Oh, I wouldn't argue that at all. The, the, one bit. the, the Bills offense uh, in both the Miami game and then the Cincinnati game just came out predictable. What What game was it where he flipped out and threw... And like broke all the stuff. Loss of the Vikings in that. That was a loss of the Vikings. Uh, yeah, like, that had that crazy ending where like the league, the lead changed three times in like thirty seconds. Allen fumbled at the goal line or something uh, at his own goal line, and Vikings recovered. It was, I mean, it was a great game, but but yeah, I mean, that was the one where he flipped out and broke a bunch of shit. And to me, like again, that's that's very similar to the Diggs thing. You know, yeah. like like you know, I mean, I I am all for I'm a hundred percent like a, a, a you know show emotion, be a fiery competitor. That kind of stuff, but like, there's just something about when you don't answer for those kind of things. Like, if if that passion and that like tenacity or whatever, that sportsmanship, like I don't know, sportsmanship, but like go get ness doesn't turn into wins that kind of show that you've answered the bell. Like, it just looks pathetic. Yeah. But speaking I mean, of, it- oh, sorry, go ahead. I was, no, I was just, just going to say a real quick point about the Bills. Uh, you know what killed them the most in, in the Miami game, probably, and certainly in the Cincinnati game, 
The difference between the Bengals and the Bills, Joe Mixon ran for, what, 110 yards or whatever? The Bills have no, like, if Josh yeah. Allen's not hitting the short game and all and, and hitting the passes and all that, they have no running game to go to, none. And the pass rush isn't very good. And I think what we saw with the Bills a lot this year was they, they ran through their schedule pretty well. But there were still weaknesses there. I mean, I never thought they had a running game all year. And the defense is okay, but, it, you know, Cincinnati's defense is really good. The, you know, like the 49ers in Dallas, off the charts, good defenses. Never saw that with the Bills. And maybe that's part of the problem. But I think you're right, Andy. If you're going to be that kind of player, you can't, you know, you got to, like, go, okay, we'll get them next time. You can't just, like, flip out and act like like it was owed. He, he, it struck me like he felt like it was owed to them to not finish the season this way. Because uh, they shouldn't have come in with an uninspired offense. Like, yeah, because that, the, pundit, the pundits were all like, this is their year. They're the team to beat and all that. And I think they bought into it. And we haven't able well, go ahead, Mike. I, I just nothing I want to get to. I'll let you finish first. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying they had a completely uninspired offense. But how, how crazy is it that, you know, the, the Bills, uh, you know, this era of the Bills, ha, you know, they've got. I think what one win over the Mahomes uh, Chiefs the regular season, and that was this year, wasn't it? That was this year. They've never beat them in the playoffs, and yet you know they've been coronated as like the Chiefs' biggest rival. Meanwhile, the Bengals are like three and zero against this Chiefs team. Have a chance to make it four and zero. Have a chance to make it two straight AFC title game. You know victories over them, and people seem to have overlooked them. And look, all all cop to being guilty about that. I thought the Bengals were going to be, you know, middling this year. I thought they were going to have a Super Bowl hangover. Turns out, yeah, I was right about one team having a Super Bowl hangover. Wasn't the Bengals? Um, uh, no, I, I agree. The Bengals, I thought, were big regression candidates this year because they. Well, if you look at last year, they really kind of played over their heads all the way through. They weren't as good. As they, I mean, they were good. Don't get me wrong, but it was like you never looked at them and thought, okay, this is a team that's on the rise. It was like this is a team that is getting some breaks, playing a little bit above their level, and pulling off some miraculous stuff. And yep. then the magic was there. Yeah, the magic was there, and you think, well, this year that may not be like like the Minnesota Vikings are a great example of the old. It all depends on how many one score games you win or lose. Because mm-hmm. right. I mean, that team sucks. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> Yeah, they lost bad. the Giants in the playoffs. You know, like, and, and yeah, like like the Packers, who were fucking terrible this year, blew them out when they played in Green Bay a few weeks before the season. It's like this this team's a complete mirage. And the and not that the Bengals were a mirage last year, but they had a lot of that, like, we got a couple of breaks and here we are type of thing. So you, you would be completely reasonable to expect that they would regress this year, yet they, they got better. And I... I like them to beat Kansas City again. I said it last year. I'll say it again this year. Some teams just have that 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 nightmare matchup, and for the Chiefs, it's the Bengals. Mm-hmm. They just they don't match up well with them at all. I hope so they we'll go back. I would love. I, to. I'm pulling. I'm pull, I'm pulling for the Bengals. I really am. Yeah, I, I think the Bengals Eagles Super Bowl is what I'm aiming for. I'm uh, aiming for. I'm aiming for Bengals 49ers myself. Speaking of speaking of uh, before we kind of go into any sort of conference title game, let us observe the state of Texas momentarily. <laughs> Uh, uh, Texas, uh, led, you know, gallantly by president Bible gun for all these years. Uh, he is, his state is home to two of, uh, football's proudest moments this year. Uh, the first being of course, Lovey Smith encouraging his Texans to 
fuck over the owner of the Texans. Bobby <laughs> Smith, a bear for life. Cal, Cal, Cal I, McNair I, I, on the sidelines like, what the fuck are you doing? And converting a fourth and 30 and winning the fucking game, going for two. And I was, I mean, I, that was amazing. That was one of the best. And he was fired for like 15 minutes after the game. He, he didn't even get to the locker room. And Cal McNair was like, get your shit and get the fuck out of here. You're fired. Yeah. And love, he probably just gave him the finger and said, kiss my ass. I, I absolutely it, it, love it that. It was a Bears inside job. I'm telling you. Lovey Smith, Bear for life. Well, was, you know, the funny thing about those type of games is that everybody goes, well, they want the number one draft pick. Well, first off. The players don't. The players don't because that number one draft pick, somebody's losing their job and they all know it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. why would a coaching staff? I mean, I, I love the fact that the Texans went out there and said, fuck all of this. We're going to play our asses off and we're going to win this game. And it's going to cost us the number one pick. And we don't care. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, every every guy that like, OK, the first pick and then the, the 33rd pick right on through the line, probably down to about the third round. Somebody's out of a job because of those three assholes are going to draft. So like, fuck this. We're not doing this. And Lovey Smith, if he knew going, I think he knew going he in, knew. he was going to get fired. He totally knew. So he's like, screw it, let's win the game. And I loved every minute of it. And then the fourth and twenty, and then it was just like, oh my god, this is hilarious. I, there's got to be. A- uh, yes, but, but 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 as great as all that was, uh, it was surpassed by <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. You know the. But before we move on to the Cowboys, I want to give the Cowboys a nice piece of time um, because, of course, they deserve our attention for being just their shitty selves. <laughs> but yeah. I, I really hope there's a book written about that last Texans game because Lovey is... No, I want a 30 for 30 for that right. last Texans game. The same thing. Like He is nothing else if not a player's coach. Like Everyone who's played for him loves him. Even if he's never really won much, his players would fall on a sword for him. And you got to think that I don't know if it occurred before the game or if it was maybe at like halftime or something, because the Texans look really shitty for the first part of that game. And then in the second half, they turned it around. And I wouldn't be surprised if Lovey kind of told them at halftime, like, hey, uh, this is probably the last game I'm ever going to coach as a head coach, especially at this level. Uh, These guys in the luxury boxes, they're going to fire me. And there's a lot of you guys that aren't going to be coming back next year. So what do you say we get out there and piss in everyone's cornflakes? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, it, it, that was amazing for me. Obviously, I've never, I've never had a number one draft pick as a fan, so it's led to me just enjoying this offseason a lot more than I thought I would. But yeah, kudos to Lovey Smith pulling off his T-shirt, revealing a Degeneration X T-shirt, giving me uh, a cross uh, job. Revealing a Chicago Bears T-shirt. Right. <laughs> I just... On Lovey Smith, real quick, I think that the team, the Texans were dumb to just immediately go, okay, we've had a terrible year. We're going to dismiss this guy. Because if you look at the talent that team had compared to the way, I mean, they, they took, what, the Chiefs to overtime. They damn, didn't they beat the Cowboys? They damn near beat the Cowboys. Almost beat the Cowboys. They won a couple of games they shouldn't have won. They were in it a lot. And that, and they were doing it with like like something called Davis Mills the yeah. third or whatever. <laughs> they, they had a roster of Madden generated players. Yeah, I mean, right. And, and then the other quarterback who I couldn't tell you his name if you stuck a gun to my head. Yeah, right I, mean, I know, I know it's Davis Mills and some guy. Yeah, and and he had them competitive. And it's like I'm looking at that. I'm going, you know, you give this guy a roster, and he might be a pretty solid fucking coach. But I mean, instead, that- no, it's his fault. No, they. 
that team should have been 0 and 18 or 0 and no, 17. This is why this is why the Texans suck as a franchise because if you were serious about like actually trying to improve it, you you look at what happened this year and you go, Lovey's got us on the right track. He's coming back yeah. for another year. He went out and almost beat teams that we have no business being on the field with, with Davis Mills and some other fucking guys nobody remembers. With <laughs> a Civil War general as our quarterback. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure the Texans' backup was just some guy with a question mark for a name. You know, He was some guy they found at the park tossing the football. Like, so, it, was, you know, it was like a beer league goalie situation. You know, yeah. These are our quarterbacks, Davis, Beauregard, Cornbone, Mills, and, and question mark. And question mark. <laughs> mystery player mystery players coming into the game it's like uh, you know it's like whenever they have like the mystery tag partner in wrestling it's just a black silhouette with a question mark i am uh, i'm going to call dibs on for gtov texans backup mystery quarterback uh, you got it. Uh, wearing the black luchador yeah. mask yes yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, you know and they won four fucking games with this come on i mean really how against real teams right yeah i guess yeah come on and you're telling me lovey smith's the problem no that he's he's hardly the problem so look so lovey's fired we have the cardinals fired cliff kingsbury which was then fucked off to thailand (laughs) bought a one-way ticket to go get some (laughs) prostitutes over in thailand and just do some opium oh, or whatever. Ticket. Five years of guaranteed salary. For- <laughs> <laughs> the Broncos. That's amazing. You know what? I thought he was a shitty coach. I was happy to see him fired. But you know what? I respect him. You're like, yep. All right. Uh, just make, sure, right off just, just make sure the check's deposited on time. I'm going to be in Thailand. Yeah, you, you guys should watch the in-season hard knocks for the Cardinals. I did. I I, I'm not caught up with it yet, but I mean, it's from the first moment because I think they start. He just seems lost. He says the players don't fucking like him. Like he, no, like, he, like it, it's su- it, it, it's such a whiplash if you go from the Dan Campbell oh, Lions oh, one, God. where like you got players who will like walk, run through a wall for Dan Campbell, and then you go to like Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, and you got you got nobody likes him. And he's just, he's a sort of like, he's a guy who you would expect would be better suited to like, uh, be reviewing. He, he, he's like perfect for one of those like, uh, subliminal coaches who like reviews film with mm-hmm. the, the tight ends or something like that's yeah. what he should be doing is like, like he's a, he's a positions coach or something. Like, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I tried to watch the first episode and it, it just seems so fucking depressing after watching the line. No, no, like <laughs> legitimately, it's like the Cardinals clubhouse is like a dumpster fire where everyone has barely constrained contempt for everyone else. I, I just know for a fact that like right now, if Dan Campbell called any of the three of us and said, I want you to come to work for me, we'd all fucking be there tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, I, I would be his fucking coffee gopher. <laughs> and the Lions, you know, they, they're playing it smart. They like Andy said, they're building something up there. I don't know if it's going to turn out or not, but man, oh, man. Am I all in? I'm watching yeah. it happen if it does, because he's really just got everybody. Like I said, the, the the offensive coordinator could have been a head coach. He's like, nah, no, I don't think so. I'll stay here. And that's to me. That's like that's extreme loyalty right there. And yeah, it, I, I'm just loving this. I'm loving it. But. They're the envy of a, of a lot of teams that like obviously everyone wants to compete for a championship every year. But I think a lot more teams would be happy if their team just competed like hell every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you even if you win four or five games, like. 
it's like, well, you know, they'll we may have lost all those games, but by God, every team that played us remembers us on the schedule next year. Like they're gonna, yeah, ask, they're ask not the gonna Packers. afford that, <laughs> right? Did they beat the Packers twice this year? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but well, real quick, speaking of the Packers, not to go to the Packers, but like uh, Mike McCarthy uh, still is, still has a job, and I don't understand why. Because um, Sean Payton said no, probably. I just don't. I just don't like. So well, no, I, 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 mean, I have. I, I mean, I, I have an answer for you. It's not going to make you happy. But well, I, I have mean, an answer. I'm not going to feel anything. It's a cowboy. <laughs> I feel nothing. You know? I have no. Well, okay, so remember uh, their kicker Maurer, Mar, whatever. Uh, vaguely, it's, it's Mar, but he, he pronounces it Mahar, which I don't know why. <laughs> Mahar. He's lying. That's not how it's pronounced. Mahar, Maurer, uh, Mayor, whatever. Um, it's pronounced miss right i think is actually the proper pronunciation uh, yeah well dude missed like what four extra points in the uh, tampa game that was remarkable it was i was then, I've never and, seen that in my whole life and then, i've never seen that and then you know first kick he you know he, they bring him back for this game first kick gets blocked it wasn't gonna go in anyway but it's blocked and then they um and then, but then he kicks like what he he had like two field goals right over the course yeah. of the game right so 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 he he got the monkey off his back he kicked two field goals, one of them from like over forty yards away. So okay, after the game, and this was a day later, which the fact that it was a day later makes me believe Sean Payton said no because. <laughs> uh, but anyway, a day later, uh, Jerry Jones says that Mike McCarthy's job is safe. And the reason he gives is, you know, our kicker missed, you know, four extra points in the first game of the playoffs. Wow. Uh, Coach McCarthy brought him back, and that decision was vindicated by those two field goals. So I believe in Coach McCarthy. So they're going to release the kicker, basically, is what he's saying. Like, (laughs) right. (laughs) I just don't, I mean, what? I mean, because the thing is, though, like, I, I look at the Cowboys kind of like, uh, kind of like a, a business that's been around a surprisingly long time that was not exceptional. It's like you drive to work and you see like a certain business and you're, it, it's like, that doesn't stand out to me, but that's been there for a long time. It's like a hardware store that's the, been there for Right. And then you move away for 20 years and you come back home and you're like, Jesus, that thing is still there and it hasn't changed. Like it's, how are they still open? Like the, you guys mentioned when in our text thread, the Cowboys, this Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, like McCarthy, this has been what, like 11 years? Like, it's been a long time. Like, Zach and I had talked about on the football show, I think from day one, about the Cowboys and their inability to get over the hump. And that this could be the year. We finally gave up on this could be the year. We started out with, with this is the, you know, they'll be fine until Tony Romo throws the interception and ends their season. That was how it started. Look, 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 look. for three straight years. When I was in uh, when I was in university for three straight years, my friends and I would gather to watch the last Dallas Cowboys pl- uh, game of the season, where they had to win and get into the playoffs. And for three straight years, that game ended with Tony Romo throwing an interception to a divisional rival. That's what I mean. No one ever even called us on it and said, "Oh, you guys are just being funny." It was like, no, they knew it was true because that's and, and, and like I like I said. Actually, I have just—I have a distinct memory of this. Um, it was—it uh, was my last year living 
it was my last year teaching in Kitchener. And I was in my favorite sandwich shop listening to basically a football show. And I was listening to Greg and Zach discussing Dak Prescott replacing Tony Romo as the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, that was 2015. It's 2023. Yeah. yeah he's it's almost, been eight years. He's almost 30. He's going to be 30 this summer. Yeah. It's been eight years. Well, see, what well, he was drafted in 2016. Mike McCarthy didn't become Cowboys coach until 2020. Right. So, but I, but the, to me, in my mind, it, it just bleeds so easily into the... Um, oh, who is Romo pre- era. Well, who was his predecessor? The, the guy that oh, was... No. Jason Garrett. Garrett, yeah, Garrett. He was he was a cowboy for a decade, um, but like the, the the Cowboys are so consistent at making playoff appearances, you know, every other year and flaming out. Like it's just, and that's what blows my mind that they, they get so much coverage, so much praise, so much you know lauding. It's America's team nonsense it's for what thirty years, basically since like ninety five, since Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith. You know, that that Super Bowl era of Cowboys teams, like, ever since then, they've sucked. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Jones takes no responsibility, which is, you know, natural. But, like, you know, every year we, we, we look at these compilations of Dallas Cowboys fans shit face breaking TVs <laughs> and burning jerseys and shit. Like, I, yeah. just, I just don't understand why... Like you, you watch like okay, you watch the game and you're uh you know, as neither a 49er fan or a cowboy fan, Dak Prescott is fucking terrified and he does not know what to do. Like you put you, you put him in that situation, like you expect greatness to rise, and you're getting hustled by Brock Purdy. That's the thing. This was the first time in Brock Purdy's short career as a starter that he felt challenged. And he was still far and away the better quarterback oh, yeah. compared to, to he, Dak Prescott. Even if he, you know what, he didn't play great, but it, I, I think I said this in the text thread, it never seems too big for him. Yeah, no even matter, when he was pressured, is, even when he was under yeah. pressure, like he didn't throw the game away. No, but with Dak Prescott, it seems like he, it's like it gets away from him. Like, it's like, oh my God, I've got, you know, I've got to do something great here. Purdy was just like, fuck it, let's play. And I think that's, I know everybody's waiting for the other shoe to fall with Purdy, and maybe I'm a little too because he's a, you know Mr. Irrelevant and all that. But I'm like, I think this kid can really play. I, I, I'm not sure he's going to be like an All Pro quarterback, but I, mean, I think he's as good as he looks right now. I mean, which is not to say he's great, but yeah. you know, I mean, with, with his, doesn't get bigger than him. With as many weapons as San Francisco has around right. him, you just need to be, have a quarterback who won't turn the ball over and who can occasionally make a play and be a little mobile, and he he checks all those boxes. Yep, he's basically. A better Garoppolo that's not as injury prone. And that, she, that's, and what I, that's what I said. He's like he's like an upgrade. He's Jimmy Garoppolo, except like like you use a couple Madden sheets to upgrade him a little bit. But then comparatively, Dak Prescott gets out there for his final two drives, and I mean it was like deer in a head. He looked like a rookie who was put in yeah. a really bad situation. Like his eyes were huge, passes all over the place. Just. He should have been picked off the first play of that last drive, and he just kind of was like nodding his head back in the huddle, like, "Okay, we got this, we got this." It's like, dude, no, you don't. No, you, you are don't. fucked. <laughs> no, you don't. 
He, uh, you know, he, he. I mean, I think Donovan McNabb was a better quarterback, but Donovan McNabb had the same problem. That it would just get too big for him. And, and and the thing that kills me about both of these guys, they're both talented players, but something about I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks too that, but though like McNabb in a Super Bowl when they're in it, when they played the Patriots back in whatever year it was, and dudes like trying, and it was like he was running a two minute drill, like they had nine minutes left to play. And in the meantime, he was puking in the huddle. It's like, dude, that is not what anybody wants to see out of their starting quarterback. And you don't want Dak Prescott looking like he is just all of a sudden realized, fuck, I'm playing quarterback for the Cowboys and we're in a playoff game. Yeah. Wait a minute. I you mean, know, like 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 the the guy that won the contest. Like something. he he looked like he looked like they uh you know, while the off while the defense was on the field, it looked like Dak Dak Prescott was sat down and shown like some nine eleven footage. <laughs> and was just like shaken to his core and got out there and was like, my God, those poor families. And <laughs> look at all these people who jumped to their deaths. You know, all right, get out there. Get out there and the, win us this game. It was game. the quicker death than dying in the burning inferno. This, one, <laughs> this one's for them. <laughs> Showed him like some I, I, Ukraine I, I, war footage or something. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That now go on out there and play him. Cowboys football. Um, I, I think though, I think he's a good player. I, I don't think he's a great player, but I, I think not. too that maybe you know, I something about playing for the Cowboys. I don't know why they're important. I I don't think they're particularly important, but a lot of people do. And maybe the moments just it's just too much. I don't know what it's like to live in, in Dallas and be the starting quarterback of the Cowboys. I can't imagine it's a lot of fun. Well, I can. I'll tell you this. Somehow. Somehow, they found a dumber play to run. Oh my god! For their final play was- than last year, where they did the uh, QB draw with like zero seconds left. Yeah. So wait a minute. So let's let's. So I, I don't. I probably don't remember it as clearly as you do. But was Elliot snapping the ball? Yes. Elliot was snapping the ball. I thought they said yes. he was ineligible. He was. But you see, the plan was he would snap the ball, and then he wouldn't be eligible to receive it. But he'd be eligible for a, a, a lateral. lateral. Except that the, the, the one of the linemen for the 49ers came up and said, I don't think so. And yeah, the linemen just him back fucking into the third quarter. him. <laughs> well, who did, who did Prescott throw to? That Turpin guy. Yeah, Turpin, oh, okay. who then promptly got He promptly got it just like plastered too. It was like like the, the, the Cowboys came out and said, here's what we're going to do. So you guys need to be here, here, and here. And the 49ers were like, all right, fuck it. Sure, we'll do that. And then they did. Yeah. It was... Last year's play was bad enough. That was just like Mike Mark McCarthy, uh, bad clock management, a dumb play. This year was like this is like Colts against the Patriots level stupid. It yeah, was unbelievable. This 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 was the perfect big brained, overthought football ge- football coach genius. Let, 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 you know when, when when a football coach outthinks himself, right? We'll let That's Zeke get the was. ball. That'll really fool him. Yeah, yeah. Zeke. Yeah, but we'll put Zeke up against a defensive lineman. That'll go well. Okay, so Nick, both of you go over there and cover Zeke. We should be okay. <laughs> well, I mean, like they, the you know, Greg Olson was trying to like hype the play up. He's like, okay, yeah. so they're not going to have any offensive linemen really out there. They're going to do this whole hook and ladder type, yeah. blah blah blah. And then it's just like diarrhea, just instant. <laughs> yeah, it's like Zeke gets flattened. Dak barely gets the pass off. Guy who catches it gets flattened. Game over. Wet there fart. Were, there were two 49ers defenders on Turpin when he. I, it was kind of amazing. He even he completed the pass, but mm-hmm. once he caught it, it was like you're dead. <sighs> but that's another thing that De- Prescott couldn't see that, and that was his first read. You know, yeah. like it's just 
it, it, it's like he you said he has no situational awareness and for a guy that's like proven he can be a good quarterback in the league most of the time and he's a veteran like I said he's almost 30 years old he's been starting a long time he plays and you know he, he's under a lot of pressure always as a Cowboys quarterback and then you get in this situation and suddenly it's like you just this lost just this lost in the game and the 49ers were just like go home you fucking guys just go home like <laughs> This not and, for and, you. Well, that's the thing, right? Is that is that last year's um, final play was dumb too. Uh, both both of them were against the 49ers. Like, it's not just that the uh, Cowboys have embarrassed themselves two years in a row. It's that it's been against uh, it's been against the 49ers. Like, like you want to talk about a team that has another team's number? Jeez. Yeah, yeah but that's what I mean. With, with, like with Purdy, you know he. Again, I think he played great, but you never saw him in the moment going, "Oh fuck, what do I do?" It was like, "Yeah, I'm just that." Pa- he threw a pass to uh, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, Jennings, I think, where that dude ran, literally ran from one side of the field all the way to the other, and Purdy just stayed with him and just like he could have went out and handed it to him, it wouldn't have been more accurate than that. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. He, he makes plays, and I don't know, maybe it's just the difference between like I'm mystery relevant, I'm in the fucking playoffs, who cares? And maybe that's all that matters. I don't know, but Dak just. You know, everybody was like, this is going to be a legacy, or, or Olsen kept saying, this is a legacy game for Dak Prescott after last week against the Well, Bucks. it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It's not in the way you thought. But the oh, thing that God. kind of got me about that, and Mike, no offense to you, but let's be honest, the Bucks were 8-9, and nine, and they're not very fucking good. No. Especially on defense. No. You're, the best thing about that team is Tom Brady and a couple of good receivers, and that's pretty much it. Yes. So Dak goes out, and he, you know, he throws four touchdown passes, runs for another, blah, blah, blah. Look, it's like, come on. You know, that's like a. Well, no, when you want to talk about, I mean, you want to talk about frauds, you know, mirages. The Cowboys were, were a mirage team and it extended to the playoffs. Yeah. They beat the quote unquote divisional champion Buccaneers, you know, at eight and nine divisional champion. I bought the hat, by the way. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just like, yeah, congratulations. You beat a team that the Falcons beat. Like, Ooh. The the Browns clap clap claps all clapping all around like the Browns beat this team. Congrats! Kobe Brissett pulled off a two minute comeback against the Bucks. That's all you've got to say right there. Yeah, and it, 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 like and meanwhile the 49ers are were a real team, and we saw what fucking happened. I will say this though: Dallas's defense is good. That's the best. Yeah, thing yeah, but, that but, but that's the that's part of the problem is that and, and, and look. Dak Prescott, by all accounts, does not seem like a bad guy. He doesn't seem like he's a Russell Wilson-level hack fraud. But no, if there's a way to alienate your defense, he found a fucking way. <laughs> because if you're on that Dallas defense, you played as well as anyone could have expected you to play. Yeah, I, I You did everything yeah. that could have reasonably been asked of you. And the re- and it's not your fault that you guys lost. No, so, they, those dudes were balling out. I mean, there was no question about it. You know, how, how exactly does the um, you know, how exactly does the the the, the Cowboys uh, de- defense react to what happened? Well, I'm sure they're not very happy. No, they're not very happy, and that's how that's how dysfunctional locker rooms start. 
Well, you know, yeah, it, it, exactly. And Tony Pollard going out, everybody's like, well, that was a big difference in the game. It's like, man, it, no one thought for a second, at least I didn't, watching the game. They could have, he could have stayed in the game. It wouldn't have made any difference because if you're just going to run Tony Pollard against the 49ers, you're going to get a yard of carry if you're lucky, if that's all you can do. You have to be able to mix it up. And they just, they weren't capable of it. I mean, what do you throw? Two interceptions. The, the first interception he threw, I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was like, I mean, the 49ers guy was wide open. I'll give him that. But <laughs> when, when, when a defensive player intercepts the ball and he's the only guy in the screen, something's gone really, really wrong somewhere. And the second one, I'm not going to knock him. It was a bad pass. It was deflected and all that. But still, come on, man. I just, I mean, fuck this team. I don't care. I'm glad. <laughs> it's a good, you know. So it's, it's always a good way to end. It's, you know, fuck this team. I mean, uh, if you want to get right to the point, to the, the, the uh, you know, the crux of the matter, fuck them. I don't care. But I just don't get it. And I did have one weird thought. This is going to go way off course for a second here. But you guys ever think what would have happened with this team if they hadn't gone with that star on the helmet and gone with like a horse logo instead? Like, would they even be who they are now? No, nah, I think the huh? star is a big part of the um, yeah. appeal. Because, I mean, no matter what, you got to go get that helmet and go, that's pretty fucking good. And the logo, it just, I don't know what made me think of that. Probably because they were getting their asses kicked. But I just thought, just think if they'd gone with, like, some stupid, like, like Broncos <laughs> AFL, original AFL logo instead of, or, like, some like a cowboy in a hat or something. They, who knows what they'd be right now? Yeah, the, the 49ers-Cowboys matchup is, like, uniform-wise, always a treat. Like, it's yeah. always excellent. But yeah, but so yeah, fuck them. I mean, yeah, it's we'll be back next year talking about the same thing. It's the way I look at it. I mean, Mark, Mike McCarthy's coming back, so no reason to expect anything to change. Yeah, well, I, I you know all you know all about that. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, did you not see enough of him in Green Bay? You had to see it up close and personal. I mean, at, as Zach said, you know, Mike McCarthy lose a close playoff game. Yeah, what no. are the <laughs> Before we talk about anything further with the conference championships, I got a little trivia for you guys. Okay. Oh. So Brock Purdy is going to be only the fifth rookie quarterback to start a conference championship game. Can you name the other four? And if you want, I'll give you the years. Uh, I know one's Ben Roethlisberger. Correct. That was uh, 2004. Let me think. Dan Marino? No, the years were 1999. Oh, uh, Kurt, Kurt Warner. No. Uh, 1999, 2008, and 2009. They're all in the all in the AFC. Oh, okay. So nineteen ninety. Oh, I'm sorry. The first, the ninety nine one is a is an NFC team. Okay, ninety nine NFC. Yeah. That was no. It was, it was a oh Sean King. Sean King of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. Lost to the lost to the Rams. Yeah. Cor- correct. And then okay, so what was that? I, I can't keep the years so straight. So Steelers won this game in two thousand eight to go to the Super Bowl, playing against. Um, I don't want to give it away, but they're playing against another team that was a rookie, led by a rookie quarterback. Mm, Two thousand eight. Well, I I don't know. I a Roethlisberger do because they went fifteen and one like his rookie year. And, um, uh, the so two thousand eight. This player, um, he was drafted from a team with a really goofy fr- uh, fr- like mascot. Like uh, I believe they're the Blue Hens. Oh, ca- College mascot. Yeah, yeah. The, the Blue Hens, I think, are the team. Oh, darn it. Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco. Okay. Who was a Ravens rookie in 2008. The other one is, um, I think it was actually a famous, well, no, maybe. Anyway, it was um, for the New York Jets in 2009. Chad Pennington. Uh, no. 
No, not Jeff. Sanche- uh, the Sanchez. Yeah, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. Mark, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. So he he joins wow. Elite Company, kind of a weird group. Sean King, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, and Mark Sanchez. I think all those guys have a Super Bowl ring, but one, right? Uh, no, did, Sean King doesn't have a Super Bowl, does did, he? Oh, not Sean King. No, Roethlisberger and Flacco have Super Bowl rings. Yes. Sanchez does not. I don't think he's ever even been a backup. Uh, no. no. I, I don't know whatever happened to Sean King. I don't know. He was he was better than people remember him. I know that. Yeah, he was he fine. Was, he was all right. I mean, probably if you want a good comparison, probably a little bit like Dak Prescott. Maybe not quite as good, but similar skill set. Well, hey, 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 no, 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 no. Sean King made a conference final. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> oh, he 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 did he did win a Super Bowl. Um, let's see. He uh, let's see. He won a Super Bowl in where is that? Uh, so it would have been the um, with the Tampa Bay Bucks, yeah. So it was the Gruden Raiders. Oh, Bucks. was he was he still on the team? He then? was a backup. He was yeah, Brad Johnson's backup, probably. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So, him, man. So, so then that means that uh, Mark Sanchez <laughs> is the only one on that that group who yeah, doesn't have a. So Mark okay. Sanchez is also the only one that ran into somebody's ass and made himself famous <laughs> over it too. So there's that. Sean King was a member of the Hamilton Tiger Cats for a cup of coffee. Hey, there. Yeah. There you oh go, yeah, Mike. oh yeah. But uh, yeah, he was also a Liberty Bowl just, MVP. Yeah, he, uh, I just want to see if I know more about Sean King than I probably should. Didn't he go to Tulane? Was that uh, he was, yeah, Tulane. Okay, there you go. Second round pick in 1999. Yeah. And uh, technically more accomplished than Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> he has more rings, yeah. Um, more conference championship appearances, too. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this- God. Bef- before we move on to the the, the, the conference titles, uh, there is one game, and I realize you know we we missed a lot, but I I just feel like we need to talk about it on the show. Sure. The charging that happened. Oh yeah! Wow. What a, what a special. You know, it, it, I will say like when during like the football season, we have our chat, our chat, our our chat like text sessions. Where mm-hmm. we're all kind of watching different games most of the time, but occasionally there'll be some cross pollination. But when we're all watching playoff games, it's really interesting because we're all kind of watching these disasters in real time sometimes. <laughs> and with the Charger game occurring, I don't think I was watching it until the fourth quarter. And I, you guys started sending messages like, here it comes. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I, I was post, like, I better turn I, the game I, on. I, post, I posted just like, guys. I it's think a charging's happening. It was like I, it's I've, happening or something like that. Yeah, I've been a, I've been a fan. I, I've been a fan of the Chargers for too long. I can feel it in my bones <laughs> when it's happening. Like it I, was it was glorious. Yeah. I even broke out the. I hadn't used this in probably ten years. I broke out the Charger suicide watch on the boards. That's oh yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was apropos because, uh, like I said, this was the most glorious chargering since the heyday of Norv Turner. Uh, it was. You know, at a certain point, it just, you could tell it got away from him. But early on, I'm like, eh, okay, it's 27 7. You know, they'll be all right. They get to be 27 14 or whatever it was. I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, no, this, this is definitely happening. When it was, it, I think it was 20, I think it was 27 14 when I sent it. Cause I like, yeah. like, cause it's like, okay, they gave up the touchdown just before half, whatever. You know, you can right. come back from that. And then when they didn't respond and the Jags scored another one, I like like that that part of me deep down that's still a Chargers fan that like has PTSD was like, no. 
like that second touchdown, the charger signal went off in the sky and everybody was like, here we go. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was just beautiful. It was fun. And Andy just posting like alarm gifts. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was super weird because, you know, it's basically as soon as you guys start, like the, my phone is ping, 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 ping. So I, I was like, I got to get the game on and I turn it on and it, you could just, like you said, it was almost like a buzz where mm. like everything, like all the picks like from uh, Trevor Lawrence, it, they didn't matter anymore. You just the, the game was suddenly just fl- just slipping away from San, from San Diego from Los Angeles and <laughs> San Diego Church. And I just it was one of those things where like everybody kind of knew it was going to happen. You could feel it, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it was special. It was really it, special. It was special. Like 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 I, we were all kind of holding our our breath. Like, is it really going to happen when the Chargers? You know. Because earlier in that game, they had mentioned uh, Dicker, uh, Dicker the kicker, right? The the Chargers kicker, and they're like, you know, he's uh, he, he's made a few kicks this game, and he's really solved the Chargers playoff, you know, problems of kickers. And then you know they're 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 up like you know they they're, they're at thirty, I want to say twenty thirty to twenty one or, or or something something in the and they're like. And it's like, okay, if they can get it to 33, that could put, that should put them just out of, out, out, you know, just out of reach. Like, and he misses. Like, I feel like this is what played, as soon as he missed the field goal, this is what yeah. played in my mind. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. Oh, no. No, okay. It? Anyway, it's the kill, the kill bill siren. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, right. Nah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, oh, no. Yeah. And, oh, and no. to which, you know, I just, like, Chargers, playoff kickers, now then forever. It was, like, every, I think every game like that has a moment where you, you look at it and you say, yeah, this is, the, it just got away from them. This is the point where it they lost the, the, the plot. And, the, you know, like, and, you know, it, 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 just to run it down, this had all the hallmarks of a glorious Chargering. Um, <laughs> they won the turnover battle. Still oh, lose. Won it. Jeez, he would he have like four interceptions and a four fumble? interceptions and a last plus four. But they had a plus five turnover differential. <laughs> unbelievable. You know, so 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 let's let's go let's go through the list. Um, a glorious chargering. Uh, <laughs> plus five turnovers. Still lose. Um, a beautiful missed field goal that could have won the game. Uh, a challenged play that doesn't go their way, and they have to. Uh, you know, they lose a timeout uh, and failing to stop uh, the other team on a crucial fourth down conversion. Uh, just not all only, of the not only did I they think, fail, they gave up like 22 yards on fourth down. Right. It was like yeah. that weird uh, fake was, end around or something. Yeah, it was it was a fourth and oh, one that, play. Oh, that, that fourth and one play with that to end. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a fourth and one play. And the Jags didn't just convert it. They got 21 more and, yards. And they lined up in like the fucking single wing T or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what fucking year is this? 1945. Pre, Pre-Korean War formation there. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, Peterson was deciding between that and the Statue of Liberty play. <laughs> right. But I, I was just going to go back to say, I think the challenge where they lost it, that was when it got away from them. That was the moment where you thought, yep, this fucking thing is totally on at this point. This and, really uh, and, you know, I, I just wanted to say, like, again, as someone who had enough sense to f- 
fucking ditchless, dumb, crap-ass team. Uh, it this was beautiful to watch. Uh, and also, I think Staley might have been a secret, awful coach this whole time, and he, like, it was just masked by the fact that he shared a division with Hackett and uh, McDaniels. <laughs> like, when you got those two, and they're, like, blaring incompetence, uh, Staley's more subtle form of incompetence was uh, <laughs> easier to miss. <laughs> he's kind of quiet. He's stoic and kind. He's like he's like that employee who, when they review payroll, it's like Jesus, this guy's been here for ten years. How? Why have we not fired this guy? What does he do again yeah, exactly? Right. It's oh, a, I, and how about how about just to give you a really good idea? I think even the Jaguars knew. How about Peterson going for two points for the fucking win? What like, balls? We're not even playing around here, man. Yeah, no, no. They're, they're like, no, we know. Well, that was from the got, that was the Joey on our side. Wasn't that from the Bosa penalty too? That like gave him yeah, the short yeah, yeah, yardage because the Bosa penalty got them uh, allowed them to go for the two from the one yard line. Just, I mean, that was that was just that was like when you knew that. There was no way you were losing this game, and it wasn't because of you. It was because of them. He's just like, yeah, you know what? They're the Chargers. We've seen this a million times. Fuck them. Go for two. Well, they, it was right like, now. like I said, like there is nobody from this team aside from ownership who was around for that fourteen and two team that lost the Patriots, Ugh. despite having a plus three turnover differential. <laughs> um, but the legacy lives on. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about it. It's renewed. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, for a new generation here. Uh. Like, it's like, so, jo- you know, Josh Herbert, um, I hope that you enjoy your Dan Feltz, Philip Rivers-esque career, lots of Pro Bowls, and um, sadness. So, and, and two years at the Colts at the end, which won't mean anything. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have a vision of him... Getting traded to like the Steelers at some point. Oh God! I think I think that uh, I think I foresee. He, uh, he, just, he just looks at Dan Feltz and Philip Rivers and is like, "I won't let this happen to me." And he just gets out. Well, you I put that dude on the Steelers, and I, my God, because Mike Tomlin is. I, mean, I don't care what anybody says. Mike Tomlin's the maybe. I, I would say Belichick, but I don't know so much anymore. Without Brady, it doesn't look. I mean, still a great uh, look, coach. Look, look, wrong, look, 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 look. He doesn't have obviously the rep mutation that Belichick has, but I, it, it, Mike Tomlin is a hell of a football coach. I'm just saying, you give Mike Tomlin, Justin Herbert right now, and they're in the Super Bowl mix for the next 10 years. I don't care what anybody isn't says. Fuck, isn't it fucking simple. crazy that the Steelers, they, they finished third in their division. They go, yeah. nine, they go nine and eight, and Tomlin's streak of above 500 seasons is what? He's at a decade yeah, now? <laughs> like yeah. 10 years? Never yeah. had a losing season. Yeah, isn't that fucking and, wild? And, and, those, and those idiot Steeler fans are like, he needs to be fired. It's like, are you fucking stupid? That's no, no, no. Mm. You, you, you let Mike Tomlin coach as long as he wants to be there. Uh, the Steelers need to shut the fuck up. I mean, they, that Steelers fans, I should say, like to me, it's like you, you don't appreciate just how good you have it. No, Please no, be you, quiet. Talk to a Broncos fan. Right, just, all right. About, you know, the coaching situation. If your neighbor's three hours away a call, we'll tell you what it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ask the Browns. Yeah, I don't want to hear anything from the Broncos fans either. Like, the Broncos, you have have your Peyton Manning title. You have some respectability in there. Like, just, just be silent. Have some dignity. Just remember that, like, you know... Like you, there are other teams that like have it way worse than you because you don't win the fucking Lombardi every year. Just, just hush, stay quiet now, please. But so, yeah, like, 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 
like, are like, ask a Browns fan if they would be okay with Mike Tomlin for the last fifteen years, and yes, absolutely. You know, I, well, yeah, I'm sorry, but the Bra- the Browns. Have... Oh, the Browns would ruin him. They, 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 they'd fuck the they'd Brown- him. <laughs> the Browns would. I, I, I love how, like, not, no, no particular reason how it would happen. It, it just would. It just what's, would. What's what's going to happen first? <laughs> Mike Tomlin shows up after one season. He's like three hundred pounds and just dead inside. <laughs> what what I say? What happens first? Uh, so does does uh, Watson leave lead the Browns to the playoffs? No. Or does Watson demand a trade? I wish he would demand a trade today. I would, I'd be Who happy. would take him, though? Who would take that contract? I don't give a fuck. Trade him to Canada or, or to the XFL. <laughs> trade, him to the, trade him to the ECF. Does, tra- does Japan have a football league? Trade him the uh, football Yes, they I don't do. Uh, Andy put, Andy yeah, they, put one of their helmets on the helmet the, draft. The, de- the, the deers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, the like the chrysanthemum deers or whatever. <laughs> Shang Fang deer or something. <laughs> I don't know, but... Yeah, you know the, the the thing about, and I don't want to get in the weeds with the Browns here, but I'll just say that everybody was like, "Wait till Deshaun Watson comes back." Yeah, it turns out he terrible. sucks. If you want, if you can show me that what what he was better at than Jacoby Brissett was, I'd sure love to see it because I didn't notice it. Uh, I thought like I, I, there there was nothing by way of improvement. In fact, uh, Jacoby Brissett seemed slightly better. I thought so too. I mean, I at really least did. at least he's not a downgrade, and you don't have the controversy. Oh, you know what? Somebody, I think it's a joke on Twitter, trade uh, Watson for Dak Prescott straight up. I'm like, oh, please, God, yes, let this happen. No, I, that's a anything, di- anything to get rid of this guy. Like, I don't care. This this is like the, the best part about this to me is that this is not over. Next season, the Browns are they're probably not going to win seven games again. They're going to be worse. Well, that's, that, that's the thing, right? Is that, is that this season there's enough. It's like, oh, he was suspended for 11 games so Browns fans can delude themselves. What's going to happen next year when he's the starter from week one and, and it's still the same? The entire season is still just it, like a third of it? Yeah. yeah. And it's still the same crap-ass team. <laughs> and and they, then you go, wait a minute. Wasn't this team like – didn't this team win a playoff game recently? Didn't they almost beat the Chiefs the year the Chiefs won the Super yeah. Bowl? And then you go, yeah, they did. Who was their quarterback? Oh, right. He's the guy who they got rid of to sign the serial rapist. I would, right now, if the 49ers called and said, look, right after the season, we need a quarterback. We don't trust Trey Lance. Brock Purdy, we're not sold on. You know, we'll we'll take, I, like, I, I would pay half of Watson's salary for Brock Purdy and, and to get rid of Watson and get Brock Purdy right well, now. What, what would you, okay, how about this? The Rams straight up offer to send Baker back in exchange for Watson. <laughs> you do it? They could send in a qu- I don't give a fuck. Just get him out of town. <laughs> send a I bag of footballs. Well, who was the uh, who was the quarterback that was he was the backup yeah, to Peyton Manning who then signed some ludicrous contract with Houston? Uh oh, Brock Osweiler. Osweiler. So I think for many years Osweiler was probably considered the worst quarterback contract of all time. Well, yeah. now, now it's now it's a toss up between Jacoby Brissett and Russell Wilson. Well, you know, say what you want about no. Russell Wilson, but at least he's not a fucking sexual offender the, or whatever. You I know? mean, the Watson trade is easily maybe it's the worst quarterback contract ever, and, pro- and arguably one of the worst just sports contracts of all time. 
Like, I agree. They because I mean after this after next season they have no elite draft picks. They traded everything to get this guy. They gave yeah. him all this guaranteed money, a shitload of their cap to get him in here. And next year maybe like five games they'll win, and they won't be able to pick because they what they get they give up draft picks for the next two years or something. Three first rounders, the next three. Yeah. So they so they're just going to keep bleeding talent. And I mean, Watson, even like the guys that like don't are willing to like ignore his transgressions, that is just too much. A lot of players don't want to be around that. And he didn't even want to be there in the first place. Well, you're going to have to pay some guys too. At some, I mean, Miles Garrett's going to want to get paid. Where are you going to find the money for that? Uh, Nick Chubb, if he keeps playing at the level he's at, he's going to want to get paid. Yeah, and you've but- got all this money tied up in this fucking quarterback that's terrible and a terrible person to boot. And you got no fucking draft picks. And you you really honestly believe you can make a Super Bowl on this trajectory? Are you out of your fucking minds? You know, it's just it's uh, anyway. I don't like I said. I didn't want to get too far in the weeds, and these guys let's move on to something else. Cause fuck them. Sure. They're, they're, well, they're out for the let's let's go ahead and I guess just get to fuck the these guys get to the conference championships here. I suppose. Um, jacked. Yep. You can always count on a cleave jacking. Um, yeah. Right. So I Even mean, when you try not to. Yeah. Um. So I guess uh, I don't really care about the Eagles, and I don't really care about the 49ers. Uh, I'm just going to kind of watch. Uh, do you Are you rooting for a particular team? I'm rooting for the 49ers um, for two reasons. One, I think they have better uniforms. I'm still not a big fan of the Eagles' mm. midnight green. Uh, and then also, I don't know. I think Brock Purdy is a good story. But, I mean, I know a lot of people are waiting for him to turn into a pumpkin, uh, I don't know, it, you know, when it'll happen, if it'll happen, but I kind of want to see how long it goes. Uh, I want to see him make the Super Bowl, so I'm I'm pulling for the 49ers. But, but right, quick, quick question: If Brock Purdy takes this team to the, even just takes him to the Super Bowl, does that make Trey Lance the unluckiest bastard that's ever played it's in the NFL? I, I, I mean, <laughs> look, if if Brock Purdy takes this team to the Super Bowl, much less wins it, I don't know how you sit him. I mean, you. That's can't, what I'm saying, you, yeah, it, Trey Lance just can't get a fucking break. It just, I mean, except I mean, uh, Trey Lance, granted, it's a small sample size, but has he, has he done anything to no. really like justify no. being the starter? No. no, but he would just be one of those guys that like got drafted at, you know, as a first round pick and was the future and just, and I don't know, send him to Cleveland for a bag of footballs or whatever. And you know what? Yeah, I'll take him. <laughs> he, he's he's going to have like a Josh Rosen type career to where they'll, he'll end up getting, yeah, getting dumped to like Carolina or Washington or something. And, and he'll he'll you know get a chance to start, but it's going to be like three years too late, and he'll just kind and of. And it'll suck. be for the Washington Commanders and the Durs, <laughs> the Durs. Yeah, probably a good match for them. I, I'm with my. I mean, I've I've I think one of the reasons I'm a uniform geek today is because of the 49ers. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. I, Joe Montana I just, guy. I, I just loved the the colors and the name. The name 49ers was really cool to me, and it's like it's always one of my favorite uniforms. So I'm all in on them. Plus, you know, my love of Joe Montana and the 80s Niners. See, I'm all in on the Niners. Plus, I just don't like Philly teams. I, except for the uh, the uh, the Sixers. I don't mind them. But the other three, they can fuck off. I hate them all. So that's where I'm at. So I'm all in on the Niners. I mean, Mike, I know you don't like the Eagles uniforms or look, but like, what about that cool new word mark? <laughs> oh, I mean, God. I mean, didn't that change your mind about their whole yeah, look? That is the most low effort generic bullshit I've ever seen. I mean, I, I, I always say if I can design it, it's not very good. But I it's, mean, but it's pointy. 
<laughs> it's it, here's the here's the thing I'll say about it. It is generic and uninspired. I like it slightly more than the uh, old one that they had. Unfortunately, they didn't even put it on the uniforms. So just yeah, fuck that word mark and fuck the Eagles. Um, I will happily choose them to win these games when they go back to the Kelly Green if yeah. Nike can figure out how to make that. I say slow your roll there. That's, that's, we, the <laughs> right. technology does not exist. Yeah, the, the, the Nike designer is like fucking just flop sweating yeah, over they're, green they're still, fabric swatches. A, a secret lab in the mountains of Colorado where they're working 24 hours a day trying to figure <laughs> out how to make fucking Kelly Green. I, 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 my favorite point about the Kelly Green debate that occurred, I think, was made by Zach, who said, like, the thing about Kelly Green is that it's not even unique. It's just green. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's not even... It, it, it's uh, just... It's like when you think of green, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not like this strange kind of combination of you know, RGB elements or it's not, it's not, it's not like teal or lime or anything. It's just green. It's like if green were a primary color. It would be Kelly green. Yeah. Basically. It's, yeah. it's, it's it, like, it is the, it is the color of the green crayon. It is the color of green construction paper. It is the color you think of yeah, when you think of green. It is not this like multidimensional meal that like it takes a master chef. It is like oatmeal that you put, you know, in a bowl. Like that's yeah, there's, it. There's, there's nothing supernatural about it. It's just fucking. Uh, like I said, man, like some Nike designer freaks the fuck out. You know, the, the Eagles are like, hey, hey, uh, what? how about we get some Kelly Green throwbacks going? And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the colors of trees, man. What do you think I am? A wizard? You you want me to just create, you know, green? Yeah. You can't do that. I I will say this. If they go back to the Kelly Green uniforms, which at this point is a 50-50 bet at best, Mm -hmm. they would be far more palatable to me. But I'd still, you know, it's really weird. I was talking to my buddy Mick, who lives in Tallahassee, Florida, is a big 49ers fan. We were talking about this, and he goes, why don't you like Philly teams? I said, you know, I don't even know. I've hated them since I was as, as long as I can remember. It's not like they screwed one of my teams or whatever. I mean, even my, like 10, 11 years no, old. No, 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 no. This is, this, is, this, this is definitely a thing. You're not alone in this. Uh, both my dad and my uncle hate Philly teams for the same reason. I, I and, can't even explain why. And, 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 and I, I've asked him about it. I'm like, I'm like we're, we're like the Habs rivals of the Flyers. He's like, no, not really. You know, we just didn't like them. No, and it's, it's 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 weird. It, like like there's something about Philadelphia that just puts people off. Well, yeah, I, I I mean you know I'm talking like when I was ten years old, and it was like the Eagles I didn't like. I did the fucking Phillies oh, and uh, and the Flyers. Even when the Flyers mm-hmm. were doing what was it seventy five seventy six and they won the cup two years in a row, mm-hmm. I fucked them then. And I you know I didn't even follow hockey then. So like fuck those guys. I don't care. They looked Bobby Clark with his fucking toothless face. On the cover of Sports Illustrated, looked ridiculous to me. I said, "Fuck these guys!" But when, was it the Eagles fans battery pelted Santa Claus? Yes. Yeah. How low on the D-Gen scale do you have to be to battery pelt Santa Claus? Jesus Christ, Billy yeah, fans! That's what I mean. I mean, and then as I got at first, I just didn't like the teams. And then as I got older and I understood sports better, I'm like, wow, they're fans. It's like I kind of like accidentally hit this one pretty right. And then, and then you know, and, and then not to pick on him, but like bring back the vets whole thing where he is clearly never watched anything other than Philadelphia teams before. And there's just that whole 
aura around it. it yeah, just, it's tougher it's an to play Philly and blah blah blah. It's like you know, it's the best. It's like fuck we, off. We, I, I've it, been it, there. We it's, invented it's, the concept of tanking. No, you didn't. Shut you're, up. You're fucking Toledo with a shipyard. Now fuck <laughs> off. That's that. You know, and, and some cool historical stuff. But other than that, you're nothing special. Fix I've that damn bell. And, and, and fix that cracked fucking bell while you're at it. <laughs> get it. It's been it's been over two hundred yeah. years. So Let's get on it. Uh, so, but the AFC title game is just—I I don't want to say it's tired, but I'm. No, it's the same one as we had last year. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm rooting for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I don't—I don't care about Pat Mahomes. I don't care about the Chiefs. I, I just—they're—they're they're the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. And I just, I'm over—I'm over you know. the Chiefs. I have been over the Chiefs for a while, but like it really reached critical mass this year. I—I I fucking hate it. I hate watching Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, run around like a chicken with his head cut off and then like fucking toss the ball backwards to some inexplicably wide open tight end. And just it, it, it's tiring. I'm tired of it. I, I, I don't like it. It's, and, I'm, and I hope and I, and I hope the Bengals drop, you know, 45 on him. He's like one of those quarterbacks that it, it, he's he's like a friend you have that like really loves to make huge vape clouds. <laughs> and you're like just hanging out and he's like just just blowing he's like we get it dude you we get that you can do this the 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 weird backyard football like behind the back shit no look passes mm-hmm. cool like i get it you're an mvp you're a hall of famer cool can you just just chill the fuck out thanks i'm just you know i, I just don't care like the 49ers the chiefs are another team and a reason why i'm a uniform geek but i'm with you guys I, the only thing I don't like about Patrick Mahomes is a stupid fucking helmet. It's just, it's like, dude, you look like a special teamer wearing that thing. Get a also, real quarterback helmet. Also, uh, and I know this isn't necessarily his fault, but fuck his brother. Yeah, oh, that yeah, too. yeah. That too. So wait, does he have one of those like Vi- Vicus helmets or whatever that's got the, I, it's really long, it's like a Power Ranger helmet kind of? It's yes. weird. It's, it's got, it looks like it's ventilated. It's just, it's just, in the way he wears it, it's too high on his head. And it's like, dude. I just can't get past it. I know that's a really dumb thing. Well, not for us, it's not. I mean, for uniform no. people, it makes perfect sense. But for the regular world, the civilians out there, they're going, what is your problem? But look, just take a minute and look at his helmet. Tell me it doesn't look fucking stupid. You look like a kicker or a special teams guy. You just don't look like a quarterback. But I'm also a Browns fan, so rooting for the Bengals is weird for me. But I, I don't give a fuck because fuck the Browns. I'm rooting for the Bengals. So that's why I want to win. It's, it's, I, well, I mean, as we discussed actually like a year ago, the Bengals are like kind of the Bengals and the Browns are kind of the same team. Like, yeah, except their quarterback's not a rapist. But other than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, their quarterback's not a rapist, and they've actually made it to well, a few Super Bowls. So the Bengals, <laughs> the Bengals are a they they are still currently a feel good team. Yeah, they don't have anyone on there, at least I'm aware of that is like because for a long time the Bengals had a bunch of assholes on their team. Yes, and they, they it, it, like Vontez perfect, and like they were yep. just they're always just a dumb. And they had the, and the Marvin Lewis years where he was there for like a hundred years. Yeah, Pac Man Jones and these guys who were just dumbasses, and like you could always count on them to blow a big game. But they not only would they do that, but they were just unlikable, and their uniforms were fucking atrocious. Yeah. And, and now they're kind of like, you know, Joe Burrow came back from a big injury and he, he's playing great. Their, their team seems likable. So it's like you're in this window of time, not only for your like peak success, these prime athletes, but it's like not, nothing bad has come out yet. Like we haven't had the, the news come out where it's like, 
you know, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is running uh, a prostitute ring. Right, he's a human I, I hate, trafficking. I hate you know. to break up a feel-good story, but Joe Mixon has a bit of a history. Well, uh, right, but Joe Mixon is, like, not necessarily the featured. Right, exactly. He's, he's more like a, he's a supporting cast. It's kind of like when the Cubs won the World Series with uh, the closer who beat the shit out of his wife. Oh, um, oh, this Chapman. Chapman, yeah, where it's like, oh, I remember, I think about that now. And it's like, man, that could just kind of suck. But it wasn't like... I don't remember him. I remember Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and that kind of stuff. Whereas like with, with, with the Bengals, it's what Joe Burrow, you have um, the receiver whose name I can't even remember. And the the other receiver. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they've they've got some like players that it's all kind of feel good. Plus they're the franchise that hasn't gotten their title yet. And their uniforms are pretty cool. Now, finally, it's like, Okay, they they haven't become the Bills yet to where the Bills they, you're, they've you're reached, tired of them. Well, I'm not tired of the Bills. It's just sort of like you know, you guys, you, you keep saying you're for real and you're hyping all this yeah. stuff up. It's like it's, you know, put up or shut up time for the Bills. Yeah, it's, and I mean the the Bengals. I, I think the Bengals. If I just I feel like a Super Bowl win is in the cards this year because normally what no other team that I can remember. Uh, I mean, not that that's saying anything. Cause my memory's trash. But like a Super Bowl hangover type thing, like they looked kind of bad earlier in the season, but they just look like they absolutely they, belong. They right turned now. a corner. They turned a corner at, at some point and haven't looked back. We were we were talking. I don't know. This was a few months back. One of the shows. I think we were talking about how that. Yeah, they they just weren't what they, we thought they were going to be this year. They were you know they were regressing and all that, and then they ran off what nine in a row, mm-hmm. something like that. So yeah, I I. I'm cool. I, I got to. I got to admit, I I love. Uh, I love their coach, whose name escapes me, but he uh, apologizing for ruining the NFL's plans. Like, you know, all these hard. Pe- you know, these people worked hard on coin toss scenarios, and then on you know neutral site games, and all these people bought neutral site you know tickets, and and I, I'm just so sorry we keep screwing that up. Is, is, is that is that Zach Taylor? Is that yes, yes, there Zach we go. Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah. I get him and the other guy, the the, the Chargers guy, confused. I His name is what? Uh, Staley. They're just they're just like generic white dudes. Yeah, they're like generic young. They're guy, like white they're Cardinals outfielders. You know, <laughs> right, just, yeah. just Matt and Matt one and Matt two basically. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I so I, I mean I wouldn't like I hate like, Doug. Yeah. Right. I just wouldn't. I don't. I'm not. I don't hate the Eagles so much that it would bother me if they won the Super Bowl. But of the four, they're my the one I would least like to see it happen to than the Chiefs. And then the other two, I'm fine either way. You know, I'd like to see the Niners do it, but but they've got the, five the, already. Uh, I'm pulling for. I'm pulling for uh, Niners Bengals three. Yeah, yeah, that would be the most like. Uh, that's like no matter what outcome. I'm cool. You're, you're, you know, you're fine with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would be a little disappointing to have the Bengals lose, but it ultimately it's like, okay, like you said, the Brock Party thing, the 49ers haven't won since what, 90, uh, uh, 94. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, yeah, they're due. It's, it's cool. I could do like every Super Bowl up to 2000. And after that, I, they just blur together. I don't know who, I don't know who won. Uh, 2002 were the box, I think. But like 2008, fuck if I know. Uh, just guess Patriots. I mean, the you know, I mean, the Patriots, yeah, Steelers Patriots got a 50 50 shot. That yeah, right. It's them for, <laughs> for a good 20 year period. I'm so glad that the Patriots are just we can finally just not think bad about it. now. Uh, they're not bad. They're just kind of like a mediocre. They're just another team again. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just so glad that not necessarily like Kansas City is kind of preventing parity, but like 
I'm just glad we don't just sit there and like we can talk about football stuff and not have to go, oh, 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 yeah, Brady and the Patriots and fuck, you know, like that's just we got to rethink everything. It's like, well, they're probably going to win. So, well, I mean, and that does bring up an interesting uh, question, like to what degree were the Belichick Patriots, the Brady Patriots? I'm just to have this conversation. Tom Brady uh, left the Patriots, had two good years of ta- with Tampa and won a Super Bowl. He looked terrible. And the Patriots have been uh, not great in those three years. Uh, one playoff appearance, they lost to Buffalo, and that's been it. So, yeah. not to say, you know, like, I think... I, I will I, say, I think, in yeah. Belichick's defense, I mean, when he first coached here, he took a team that had no business going to the playoffs, to the playoffs, beat the Bills, and then lost to Tom, or to Tommy Maddox in the in the Steelers. Or no, that wasn't that was a different Steelers team. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So I, he's a good coach. I, I don't think that. that I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to make both. it. I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying that Bill Belichick is. Uh, they benefited is each other greatly. Yeah, yeah, but they but they benefited from each other greatly, and I think like you know to say that it was all Bill Belichick at this point would be foolhardy. No. no. Even as much as, you know, no, there's just, it's, they, you know, they, it was one of those things. It was like, uh, well, like Montana and Joe Walsh or mm-hmm. kind of like Aikman a, and Jimmy Johnson. You know what I mean? It was just a kind of one of those, I, I don't know, maybe not quite the same. I think Belichick's better than all those coaches, but it's like Jordan and um, Phil Jackson, but reversed, you know, we're like, yeah. like uh, Tom Brady's Phil Jackson and he goes off to the Lakers and wants, you know, whatever. Like, right. I feel like it's, do you have one without the other? I mean, that, that's going to be debated for years. You know, that, that's in the annals of football discussion, that's going to come up constantly. Um, but it will be, we're about to enter the Jordan Wizards phase with Brady. Uh, yeah. He's going to be fucking off to Las Vegas, I'm assuming. That, uh, the, the Raiders are, I think, the, the top contender to land Brady now. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know Derek Carr is, is not no time, no primetime Tom Brady, but prime of his career, Tom Brady. But as it stands right now, would you get rid of Derek Carr for Tom Brady? Here's well, the thing. We know he's Here. leaving. Derek Carr's gone. There's no yeah. question about that. So I, I, I posit a question to you guys. Let's, let's kind of look at this. Mm-hmm. Where is Derek Carr going to play next year? Jets. Uh, I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say that, I mean, obviously it wasn't a trade, but I think we're going to essentially have a trade. I think Derek Carr is going to the Bucks. Uh, that would be my second choice, believe it. I, th- I think I think Derek Carr goes to the Bucks, and Tom Brady's going to sign with the uh, with the Raiders, and it's basically going to be a trade. And in the end, like uh, I, you know, I don't think Derek Carr is going to be uh, you know the, uh, a savior for anyone. But no, you look, know who he is? He's Dak Prescott. Oh, I mean, mm. yeah, uh, but but like. I watched uh, Tom Brady play this season up close and personal. Um, and look, I was all for him, you know, you know, undoing the retirement and coming back because last year, you know, despite the fact that they did not repeat, um, you know, Tom Brady statistically had one of his best seasons last season. And I thought, you know, if he still got it, why not come back for another year? But the, the Tom Brady that I saw this year was not the Tom Brady that I saw for the past two years and was not the Tom Brady we saw in the Patriots. The Tom Brady I saw this year was finally, after all these years, like the Tom Brady that, you know, finally succumbed to age. So he's playing like a 37-year-old right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so like, 
I'm not sure that he's gonna that that like the Raiders or hypothetically anyone else who were to, who's gonna get him is going to be getting you know even the Tom Brady that won the Tampa Super Bowl much less the Tom Brady who won six for New England like here's a question too yeah it's not like he's gonna go play for free for these teams mm-hmm. and. I'm thinking that I, I'm pretty sure he's under, or he's not under contract. He's free agent after this year. Yeah, right? he is free agent. Yep. I don't think you're going to get him for 1.2 million a year. You know, I, I just well, they, think, they, they, so that's they, something you got to think about too. If, if you're really seriously looking at him, you know, I mean, you know, watching him throw to like Devontae Adams and the Raiders. I mean, I think the Raiders have got some talent. Be interesting. I mean, that, that, I that, that, the better match for them is Aaron Rodgers. If they're going to go for one of the old well, guys, prime. that was going to be the other the other thing is where does Aaron Rodgers go? But listen, with with Tom Brady, real quick, it's it's obvious that he's going to the Raiders because, I mean, if McDaniel's can't win with Tom Brady, Devonte Adams, <laughs> and like you know, like it's like these are the obvious pieces to where it's like we've we've given you. This stuff you got to at least make the playoffs, uh, but Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of smoke right now about him going. They said they they're exploring trading him out of conference. Although so, I although I do I do want to say if and I I want to preface this by saying I really don't think this is going to happen. But on the off chance that it does, if Tom Brady goes to the Raiders and they win a Super Bowl, and <laughs> will will Greg finally concede? No. Okay. Okay. I, just, it's it's not it's not even about like who's actually better. It's just it's just it's, a matter of fuck you. That's no. It's not even that. It's just that if you you know you say Greg, who's your all time favorite football player? It's Joe Montana. So it's going to be hard to get me to come down off that hill. That that's that's fair. But, but, I, but you know it's funny. I did have a thought the other day, and I can't remember what it was. But I thought you know maybe Brady is better than Montana. And I had a good reason for it. I can't remember anymore. Probably because my brain said uh, he's, he's, won, se- he's won seven Super Bowls uh, with two teams and holds all the records. There you go. Yeah, that's a pretty good argument, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, but yes, the Packers are contemplating trading Aaron Rodgers to the AFC. Yeah. Well, so uh, the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I mean that'd be a good match. I mean, because the Jets have got some talent. They just so 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 I, I I posit this. What number would he wear? I posit this. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. In those fucking awful uniforms. In those awful awful uniforms. Somebody Zach Wilson fucks his mom. (laughs) And Aaron Rodgers has to deal with mom fucker Zach Wilson uh, sniffing for his job. Well, that would be funny, and I would—I'm absolutely going to endorse. I mean, that I mean, Aaron Rodgers holds barely restrained content at Jordan Love just for existing. I so think, I think if they get Rodgers, Zach Wilson's headed somewhere. I, I mean, mean, you know, Carolina or uh, Houston, somewhere like that. Zach Zach Wilson is not going to be a Jet next season. I mean, that's just—he's he, going to be gone. They—they're going to cut especially, him, especially if they get Rodgers. There's just like, no way. Like they'll trade him for a conditional pick or something to whoever. Somebody tweeted today a picture of Rodgers in that Jets jersey. And they go, he looks less talented just wearing this uniform. I, I, I thought the Jets. I thought there was something where the Jets were would be willing to unretire twelve to let Rodgers. Probably would. Yeah. Uh, is, that's is that name of number? Yeah. 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 Okay. 
as far as Joe Namath, Joe Namath is probably one of the most overrated all-time greats. But now I'm going to defend Joe here because this he played in an era where the defense was basically allowed to kill you and get away with it. So, well, 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 I was actually going to say that despite the fact that you know he doesn't have the stats that a lot of all-time greats have, he's still the guy who led the Jets to a victory in what is arguably the most famous football game of all time. Yeah, and plus and, he's just cool, except for and, when he was sexually molesting Stevie Calder. But <laughs> yeah. you know, other than that, he's a good guy. Or not and, a good guy, but a cool guy. But And so, like, you look at that, and it's like, look, you're the Jets. You don't have much, but you have Super Bowl three. <laughs> don't fucking throw it away to appease Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't – who knows what's going to happen with Rodgers. I mean, we, what, is this like the third year we've gone through this with him? Yeah. No, no, no. He, yeah. He's really leaning into becoming Brett Favre. Yeah. Like, mm. like it, I, I actually – like, I distinctly remember when Favre was doing, um, you know, this will-he-won't-he he thing for three years – and people were like, oh, man, he's dicking Aaron Rodgers around. Aaron Rodgers deserves better. And then when, like, they finally moved on from Favre, it was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers finally gets his chance. He won a Super Bowl. People felt great about it. This is, like, the ultimate case of, like, you live long enough to become the villain. It really like, is. Yeah, it really is. He's straight up. He's become everything that, you know, he once hated. It's well, Brett Favre is likable. Except when he's like bilking the peep, the taxpayers. Yeah, of yeah. Missouri. Except when he's yeah. Except when he's like <laughs> you know that? stealing five billion dollars of welfare money from the state of Mississippi. Just, what's that, that analogy you always use, Andy, about the the goat fucker? The no, you can build a you can build a thousand bridges. Yeah, fuck one goat. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, 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 you know, you win a thousand football games, but you defraud <laughs> one state of welfare <laughs> funds, and you're a welfare defrauder. Well, right. I mean, if, if Rogers, so. <clears throat> The thing with Zach Wilson, too, just what makes me laugh is that, like, he'll be released and his agent's going to be like, all right, Zach, so where do you want to go? And he's going to be like, well, let me look over all the rosters real quick. And he's going to look for the whitest, most, like, uh, you know, corn or just like this milk toast, yep. j- just Caucasian team. So he and, to- ah, <laughs> No, because they're probably going to hire D'Amico Ryan's. Or Demico Ryan, rather, and, he, and like it's like ah, he's gonna any team he's gonna go to, he's gonna be like, uh, guys, can we not be throwing up gang signs? And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Like he's he's just he's completely. Didn't he play at BYU? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. Mormon. I just I, I love. He's the, like he's like he's like old Mormon money. Like it, wasn't there like a picture from like some like rookie photos or something where he was yeah. with the team or he was with the other draft picks, and he's like, boy, there's a lot of. Black people around. There sure are a lot of black people here. <laughs> it's like this, this dude is done. He is fucked. Anyway, fuck Zach. Wilson. I think at one point, Andy, you predicted that like he'd be on the sideline with like a black man servant in white gloves. Probably, <laughs> probably him. Yeah. I just, I mean, it, it, what a bad. He's one of the. He's a fine example of one of those draft picks that he had no business going that high at all. Oh. Much less in the first round, but he just had a, a you know, he he got the the hype. And I, I don't it, know. If it, was a that com- it, it was a combination of having uh, a good enough season in college to warrant the hype, plus a desperate enough team in the Jets. That's what it was. But yeah, 
I mean, that's exactly what it is. But, uh, you know, he, BYU, I mean, look, there's Steve Young. Jim McMahon. And name me a third one. Uh, Ty Detmer? No. You know, Mark Wilson played there, and he fucking sucked. That was back in the 80s. But, I mean, there's, I just, so, and, and, you know, going back to his problem with black people, I mean, BYU is not exactly known as, you know, diversity university here. It, the, the most he's seen there's like Samoan guys. There's there are no. I don't think they they might have two or three black guys in the whole team. BYU. Oh, well, so. So, so look, so look. So you got uh, from BYU. You got Dennis Pitta, tight end for the Ravens. Well, they're guys that play. I'm talking about quarterbacks. Uh, Mark Wilson of the Raiders sucked. Uh, <laughs> uh John Tate, Chad Lewis, Brett Keisel. I'm looking for quarterbacks here. Uh, it was Ty Detmer, Bobby. Todd Christensen. Bosco. Bos- Brian Bosworth? Bosco? I think his name was Brian Bosco. I can't, fuck, that might be it. I don't even remember. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we could go down the rabbit hole and be BYU quarterbacks here. But uh, so we want to, uh, we're about two hours in, guys. We want to do a quick entertainment roundup or. Uh, yeah, we can go briefly. Um, I, I, I'll okay. just real quick. I watched the movie The Menu. Oh, yeah, me too. Great movie. Okay, I, I can't describe it, but I loved it. So that's the best I can tell you. Yeah, it's it's a movie that the trailer didn't give away anything, and it just sort of like lets you know like is, this is going to be kind of a a strange but fun movie. You should check it out. Yeah. And, and uh, we went and saw it on like a Friday night or something, and it was I mean it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen or anything, but it was it's like a black comedy kind of a thing. Yeah, and yeah, it's, and it's yeah, it's uh you know, and Ray Fine Ray Fines. Is outstanding in it, I think. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, you don't want to get too. You can't really do too much of a description because it gives it all all the way. But it is well worth watching. I really enjoyed it, and uh, I guess I could say that it kind of does this thing with the seven deadly sins. But yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of you you don't you don't. Better. It's not it's not one of the movies to where you like roll it around after you watch it and you're like, man, nah. what a, what a complicated you know wild oh, thing. It's just like, man, that was good. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's it's, gonna, yeah. Just go check it out. That's that's my uh, contribution yeah. to Entertainment Big House this may, week. Maybe yeah. maybe want a cheeseburger, uh, oh, cheese, sure, uh, yeah, a definitely. cheeseburger and fries. Is that yeah, is that, is that the key to happiness? And then and then yeah and oh yeah definitely. So I saw the menu. I really don't have anything much to add. What, what you guys said. You know, it's, just, it's just a good time. Um, yeah, I will say uh, that my. Uh, uh, I guess uh, my unique contribution here. I saw Babylon. How was that? I thought I went into Babylon thinking I was going to hate it because I tend to hate Hollywood movies about Hollywood unless they're like deconstructing Hollywood. Um, but I really liked this and it has gotten shit reviews and I kind of understand why. But I really don't care because I liked it. Okay. Uh, it's that's, that's the one about where they're transitioning from silent to yes. Films, so right? okay. so it's about like a lot of things, but on uh, but but broadly speaking, it's about the transition from silent to talkies, and it's about how Hollywood changes between the twenties and the thirties, and everything that gets caught up in that change, and it's. It's got a very sprawling narrative, but I really liked it. And, I want to check it out. I thought it looked interesting. Um, so it's very explicit. 
Um, okay. They think that's a problem for us. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like within the first five minutes of this movie, you will see um, an elephant shoot diarrhea all over someone. Nice. All right. Uh, and in. so if you're able to sort of get through that and then just sort of enjoy what happens afterward, uh, you're going to have a good time. But okay. admittedly, an elephant spewing diarrhea might be a hill too high for some people. And I understand that. Yeah, well, you know, but um, they're not yeah, listening I, to the show anyway, so we don't have to sweat <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, so I am happy about uh you know I, i'm happy about it I, I liked it i thought it was uh very good despite its problems and uh hmm. i think it's more or less out of theaters by uh by this point but if you happen to have a chance to see it i definitely recommend giving it a shot you know the one i and i know it's gonna be formulaic as hell and i can probably already tell you the plot without even seeing it yet but it just looks like fun as uh the new tom hanks movie a man called otto oh yeah well, i mean, I mean it's, 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 it's gonna be you know what it's gonna be and going in, I can probably tell you the, the whole story without ever, not seeing a minute of the film. But I just enjoy Tom Hanks, and it just looks yeah. like fun to see him play like an old curmudgeon, basically. So <laughs> that's that's I might check that out when I get a chance. I've uh, I, I watched Elvis. It's fine. I watched. I had, I, had, I I started watching it. I, I still want to finish it, but I, it was just too weird. It's for me. it's Baz Luhrmann, and he's not for everyone. And yeah. he, he he sometimes gets it. He, it was it was fine for like you know I could I enjoyed the performance of Austin Butler, uh, but it was just sort of like my feeling at the end was you know I've seen a lot of movies and that was definitely one of them. You know it's just <laughs> well 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 I well. Praise. Uh, one of the movies that you mentioned seeing, Andy, and uh, we've already kind of talked about it before, but uh, I want to know I want to hear your thoughts on it. You know on the show. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Oh, loved it. A throwback. You know, it, it, they they really don't make movies like Top Gun Maverick anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fun. I I don't want to say it was, you know, it, I don't. It wasn't better than the first one because it had a lot of uh you know fan servicey type moments and but it was just one of those movies to where the bar was very low. Yeah. And the action was kick ass, um, which I really appreciated. Uh, and I hope they, I hope they recognize that, like you know, this was fun. It was cool. Let it be. We don't need to like start a Maverick franchise. But you know, they're they're going to they're going to make some. This is the ten I'm, movies. I'm, I don't. There's really no where no 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 nowhere to go. They'll find a way. They'll milk well, it for well, at least I mean, movie. but you know, uh, I hope they don't. Ah, uh, I enjoyed that movie a lot. That was probably one of the like some of the most fun that I've had. Uh, I had Top Gun on my uh, coffin list, like the original. Yeah. So being able to see like a movie. Okay, so the first Top Gun was not a movie that took itself seriously. It's kind of a music video masquerading as a movie. Yeah, they all were back then. Uh, yeah. But Top Gun Maverick goes like, hey. What if we treated that like it mattered? And you're right, Andy. They don't make movies like that anymore. And it was just, it was just cool to see. Um, it was pure, pure fun. Yep. Just, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it wins the Academy Award. It probably won't, no. but I'm pulling for I, it. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't even think it should be nominated. I mean, if you want to talk about like cinematography and that sort of thing, but I don't know about. 
I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be forced to watch everything everywhere all at once just because it's nominated for like every fucking thing and I'm sure it's good. It's good. But it's I good. but I just haven't gotten around to it yet and I feel like I, I'm going to have to get watch that eventually. But if you have Netflix and you're looking for something uh fun and his, well not fun but like historical and pretty well acted check out the pale blue eye it's um it's got christian bale and the kid who played Duds, dudley dursley who's actually turned into a hell of a little actor uh pretty good movie based on like a uh what's it, like the, the kid that played dudley, dudley dursley is uh poe uh, so it's 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 worth a watch it's a good like saturday afternoon got nothing else to go put on just throw it on movie um yeah, that's that's my contribution. Otherwise, we just finished watching the latest season of The Sinner with Bill Pullman. How is uh, that? It's it's fine. Yeah, Bill Pullman's tired and twitchy and weird, and uh, he's just kind of being grizzled and. Uh, so it's grizzled Bill Pullman. That's that's yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly. It went with the other grizzled. Oh, did you see that Harrison Ford is getting his own grizzled show now too? Yeah, well, of course he has to. He's like, I like how they're just picking years out of a hat and calling that the the new Yellowstone series. Fucking Yellowstone. They did. Did you guys see the thing they did on Fox on the pregame for uh, the NFC the NFC playoff game? This Niners uh, oh, no. uh, Cowboys. No, it was a, it was a spoof on that. About it was like from the producers of Yellowstone in 1923 and Yellowstone 53 BC, and it just like all these different years. It was pretty funny, actually. I mean, uh, I, I I saw my my favorite James Bond, uh, Timothy Dalton, is in the is in the uh, Harrison Ford Yellowstone, and it's cool. just like. Huh, okay. You know, I, I I did the first couple seasons of Yellowstone and yeah, really cool scenery and it was fun, you know, and kind of like a like I don't know. Well, grizzled Kevin Costner basically. <laughs> and uh and it was cool, but you know, and then it got to a point I'm like there's only so many fucking times you can do this, guys. You know, my uh two seasons so, of this would have been perfect. So okay, so like from the best that I can tell I know I have not followed Yellowstone. I just kind of know it through the pop culture. And so there is a farm and they're trying to save it from condo developers or something. Or an airport or some shit. I, they offered him at one point five hundred and fifty million dollars. I've been like, thank you. Write me the check. Yeah, yeah I, I've heard that. Like, I've heard that. Like at some point someone offers them half a billion dollars. He's like. I can't. I promised my dad I'd look after the farm. I'm like, I think your dad would have liked half a billion dollars. I made that promise to my dad. And then I like I promised dad I'll never sell this land. And then they got me half a billion dollars. You know, my dad would have said, boy, what the fuck's wrong with you? Take the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I never sold it. No one ever offered me half a billion dollars. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with you? It's like, fuck all those waterfalls and mountains and shit. Fuck all that. <laughs> Take the money. Go buy some more. Buy a mountain. Beverly Hills. <laughs> Yeah, they, they they but Bill Pullman's the center. It's just four tidy seasons. Each one's a different little mystery, and he's grizzled, and that's it. You don't need to. It's not something you overthink. It's just a, another grizzled actor doing an okay show. All right. Um, oh, he, right, like, so. right, yeah. Grizzled Harrison Ford. It's not the what's what's his nineteen. I call it Yellowstone Prohibition era, but I don't know the actual it's like years. Eighteen or nineteen twenty. Three Whatever. or something. It doesn't fucking Yellowstone, matter. the black people still can't vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're at the two-hour mark. Or the women, fellas. I think, right? Or the women. Or the women folk. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll try to do another show soon. I, I'm going to be in Mexico for a week here. Yeah, what's that all about? I'm just going to go to... Uh, Laying low and 
laying, laying low while the heat dies down? Just kind of taking a trip and go. Vacation I've never, or is yeah, it work related? No, no vacation. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm just going to go down there, some friends and wife, and nice. just enjoy just getting sloshed for a week in the sun. And uh, it's kind of like what uh, the... Um, I, I keep wanting to say Chris Christopherson, but it's the Cardinals coach, uh, Clint Kingsbury. Cliff Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, that's what he's uh, doing in Thailand. Yeah, one way ticket to Thailand. I'm sure. I mean, Chris Christopherson might be doing the same thing too. But I, 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 I yeah, it'll be fun. So when I get back, we can arrange a show and yeah. we can kind of follow up. And it'll what, probably what part it, of Mexico? Are you going to like Cozumel or? Uh, I I honestly don't remember. It's Tulum or something. I don't I don't know. Cool. It's like a resorty thing. I mean, it's not even going to be really Mexico. You know, it's just like a a big right. hotel where I just am going to be drunk and asleep for most of the and time. And it will so. be sunny. And it'll be I'm warm, going right? to uh, California and well, not until May, but yeah, for a week. Well, so let Zach know. You might run into him. It's a small state. Yeah, very small. I, I think Zach lives <laughs> you'll, about, like, find, you'll find him outside of uh, Angel Stadium threatening to burn it down. Oh, right? poor guy. I, I yeah. think it's about where I'm going to be. If you look at it on the map, well, that's not very far. It's like two and a half fucking hours because California is gigantic. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm so and then uh, my girlfriend booked a trip to get this to Iceland. Cool this summer. Yeah. Oh, fun! Is she so gonna be interesting. I she, said, I said, you know, if you run into Bjork, let me know. But Bjork, yeah. you know, the, the artist. But anyway, I wonder if uh, you know while she's up there, look for some uh, of the Iceland. Uh, was it from Mighty Ducks Two, the hockey team from Iceland? Because <laughs> oh Iceland. yeah, yeah, where apparently Iceland hat was evil, right? Well, evil, evil Iceland youth hockey team. That, that's <laughs> I think I'm going to take that as the... Uh, as a GTOV entry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go ahead and call it a day here with the show here. Wrap it up. Right. And uh, it was uh, good to do because talk to you guys again after such a long break. We'll try to be back sooner for the next one. So sign Sounds us off, good. Greg. Uh, okay. It's uh, follow... No, wait a minute. It's been a while. Follow us on Twitter at Basically Sports. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasting is sold. It's been a while. See ya. See ya. Yes.
Don't 